So we're here with Brian Fox, on, uninterrupted, no one else. Yeah. So, 22 years old, we touched on some awesome stuff you've done with the Monster Army, obviously, which mm. led into some cool other experiences. Um, how did you come about the slingshot that you won? So, in, um, in 2016, it was announced that um, Travis Pastrana was going to be doing a Nitro World Games. Mm-hmm. So, what this meant was, they were basically, they were going to take... Nitro Circus, but make it 10 times crazier, put it in a massive stadium, and have a competition with $80,000 up for grabs in each category, which is absolutely insane. So, And that's like way more budgeting than you kind of would out of most like competition, right? Oh, yeah. that I mean, that's like like X Games budgeting or actually more I think I think that's actually a little bit more than uh, than X Games is it because he's, he's used to the athlete side he's really trying to reward people yeah yeah Travis is all for the athletes and I mean exactly what you what what he's perceived to be on TV mm-hmm. is exactly who that guy is in, in, in real life man I mean I, I was fortunate enough to to meet him and he was he was down there um, you know this past year in 2017, I finished my run, and he just he gave me a, a huge hug. He knew what was at stake, and yeah. w- which we'll get into that story. I'll, I'll tell you why it was such a an, an incredible um, such an incredible thing, and why why it was such a big deal. But he's just the most kind, like genuine dude, and he's so much fun, man. He's so funny, and uh, yeah, just all around great guy. So, um, anyways, so 2016, they announced they were gonna have the World Games. And uh, so they announced they were going to have an open qualifier. Mm-hmm. So they did that out in Lake Paris, California. Mm-hmm. So they had, um, while I was there at least, they had um, BMX um, Best Trick, which was on the normal Nitro the nitro Circus ramp that they do the shows with. So I think it's like a 40 to 45-foot gap on the one on the one takeoff, and then the other one has, like, a 12-foot-tall lip with, like, a 30 to 35-foot yeah. gap. I like how you say that, like, it's nothing. I'll be, like, trying to, I can't even imagine. That that. Oh, it, it, seriously? Well, when I when I yeah. first walked up to it, I was like, there's no way I'm even going to jump it. Yeah. And then as I'm sitting there, we're watching everybody ride, and I'm like, oh, man, I, can, I think I want to jump this thing. And then, we, and then I started riding it. And just, I mean, they had the BMX best trick, and they also had the uh, the triples, which is um, like a roll in and then three three big jumps mm-hmm. in a row um, that are like they were like super gnarly, like really scary, high speed, quick, like crazy. Um, so yeah, we got there. We started riding the best trick ramp, and um, that was pretty insane. I ended up tr- I ended up riding. Um, trying to qualify for that as well and uh, I ended up placing sixth and they were taking the top six to the world games for the semi-final um, which then could lead obviously into the into the finals which were uh, broadcast on TV mm-hmm. and so I made it in for the uh, best tricks and then they had the, and then afterward they had the um, the triple hit competition and um, you know, and at this, at this time, you know, my, my name had been kind of thrown around here and there in the BMX, in the BMX world, but it was at this one where 
we rode and I actually qualified first for the triple hit and the run and the run that I did was like uh, for me it was like a pretty chill kind of run and so I mean obviously going into the event I was like oh my gosh like that was my chill and that was like you know enough to take first like yeah. all right I'm ready to go like let's do this and um so fast track a little bit we get down the road to the actual world games event mm -hmm. so we get there um you know obviously a few days before the event everybody gets practice we're riding and on you know the friday before the uh the competition was on saturday um so on friday they had the the semi-final and so um everybody set you know going and, and uh warming up pretty much having practice before they start the semi-final last round before the semi-final i dropped in i wanted to do a um i wanted to do a 1080 which is three full rotations um on the second jump and when i came around i kind of over rotated and and the fall was actually somewhat graceful from the video it, it was it, it didn't look bad mm -hmm. But I, I mean, it, I hit hard enough to, I hit hard enough on my side to separate my shoulder and I went down, they took me, it took me to the hospital to take x-rays, make sure I didn't like break my collarbone or something else, you know, more serious hadn't, hadn't happened or anything. They had like a full medical staff. They actually have, um, a full ICU there just at the stadium. Set up? Yeah. Oh yeah. Travis had all it set up. So. Yeah, pretty much if someone, you know, se severed an artery, let's say, they would be able to fix you right there at the stadium. It was it was insane. So kudos to Travis for always looking out for the boys. He's uh he's one of them. So, um that's next level for real. Yeah, seriously. And so, I mean, it was seriously, it was by far it was the worst day of my entire life. I still remember that that feeling of just like upset and defeat and you know kind of just ha having this feeling of at at the time was like that was it like that that was the end of the world that was everything you know that was everything that I had been working for everything that I'd been you know I mean I was ready mentally um I was ready to go on I mean on my bike mm -hmm. you know the riding I was it was all there um but it only just took that one slip up and I how old were you at the time of that happened I was 21. So that was only a year ago. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that was two, so that one, that was 2016. Okay, so pretty much two years ago. Yeah, so pretty much two years ago. Wow. It just, like, talking to your story, it seems like you've been through a tremendous amount since then, so it's like, um, oh, man, the it, bounce yeah. back, it even seems more extensive than the build-up, which is yes. kind of crazy to think about, because it was, the build-up was, a, you know, four or whatever, five years to get there, and yeah. it's like, even the gap in between, it's like, that's more gnarly. Yeah, definitely. So it kind of plays with the heart. It's like it's harder to stay on top than to get to the top almost. Oh, yeah. To, oh, to stay on top yeah. is the most difficult thing. One thing about BMX is the progression mm -hmm. never ends. It, it's seriously, I mean, from, you know, obviously from like the 80s until now, you know, when BMX was really getting like really, really sick or, you know, the 90s when it was you know really coming in strong and was like super core and everything i mean it's like it's a totally different yeah. ball game now and there's like so many different kinds of styles and um 
the, I mean, seriously, like, the tricks, they, they like, don't even make sense anymore. It what seems you, like you're playing a video game. What do you Watching. Th- I totally agree with you. What do you think about the guys on the East Coast, like RRD and those young guys? Oh, yeah. Man, those guys are on starting the a rivers. move. They're starting a movement, Dude, man. we work Seriously. with some of those kids. Have really? you heard of CCS Tie Cycle Squad Maniacs? We've sent RRD some care packages, and he has some younger kids that he he works with directly. But, yeah, we went out there, and, I mean, I went out there for just in passing for a single day and um, was riding on the back. Shout out to CCS PJ. Freaking lugged my six-foot ass around on the back of some pegs. I'm not an athletic dude, but I was yeah, just yeah. hanging on him trying to film. And it's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, it's nice. Man, those swerve dudes on oncoming the traffic, streets, yeah. bro. Dude, in the the dip they do right at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. going right head on to the <laughs> yeah, cars and everything. You would think that's a video game because you're like looking at you like, dude, you act like you've never messed up, but I know you had to have messed up. Oh yeah, up. they had to have. Yeah, oh yeah. man. Um, what do you what do you think what, about the? Uh, so they yeah, had what their are your thoughts on that. It's <laughs> insane. I remember watching. Uh, I remember seeing. I mean, you had to yeah. remember this. They had the uh, when they when they went when they all went onto the highway. Oh, they shut down. Yes, like... they shut down the highway, and then on the news broadcast yeah. afterward, they had one of the kids. Uh-huh. You know, I, he, he was at the house, and the the news anchor was talking shit. Oh my gosh! And did I you just, see? His oh, that was on anchor? Instagram. Okay, I did see that. The young yeah, kid. that was yeah, on. Yeah, I, I had to repost that on my yeah. Instagram. Yeah, because I was like, I did. How see are it. how are you? gonna talk down to a kid and you know for like joining a movement you know something that's like you know never been never been done before it's i mean seriously like man anything to keep these kids out of trouble and keep them occupied i mean from what they're doing like dude i'm all for it i don't care shut down the highways do whatever like I think it just shows the limitations of the older generation, the limitations they have mentally, because I think that's what drives that dude to talk down. And he's like, and even he, because like I watched it, I watched the clip you had posted, he made a comment, he's like, back when I was a kid, you know, we did this and we did that. Because it's like, I think there's some sort of deep down, I don't want to say jealousy, but there's some sort of FOMA that he's like, that he could never have, you know, just kids didn't think like that when he was a kid. So it's like, because he thinks it's not possible his his mind is so simplistic. They drove like some country road. I don't know. It's just I don't want to sound like I'm generalizing that person's life, but I just think there's this huge margin of people that can discredit something and because they can't see it's like realistic. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean th- this is the new age, you know. I mean, uh, maybe that's the downside to all the stuff they're putting in our food yeah. is maybe that we're you know gaining a little <laughs> bit of imagination. Yeah. You know what I mean? And. But like you said, dude, if that's what you're fucking trying to do, like go shut the highway down. Like you weren't hitting anybody. You weren't. Yeah, doing it, nobody. Yeah, nobody got hurt. I mean, what? It stopped up a little bit of traffic. Were you late for your, you know, meeting at the the job that you you don't enjoy? Yeah. Like, Didn't make it to Starbucks in time. No, yeah, figured. exactly. I saw I so. saw the clips back when it was organically happening, and because we were trying to go up to New York, and we had reached out to uh, some of the guys, and they were saying they came and posted on social media because of that ride out, they get indicted. So if some of those key guys um posted on their social media they can't <laughs> they can't um they can't they can be like legally held accountable i should say that makes for the sense. whole thing huh yeah oh man specifically yeah wow that is that's insane that was such a yeah so, that yeah that was insane man so because it, it's just it's crazy because we we tried to plant like a careless ride out out there and we talked to some of the homies and they were straight up like dude i came and posted it Said if I post it within two hours, squad cars come out. It's like that's oh, serious, yeah, 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 because of that's that. crazy. So, 
it it's, definitely shook things up a bit. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's it's unfortunate because like I was like, what's the like what's next after this? But I guess they're like they're trying to bite that in the butt before anything happens. Yeah, I'm sure there's like there's got to be some other way, you know, that yeah. they can find, you know, that they can put together to do something like this again because you know this is something. I mean, this is something that I'd like to see again. Yeah. Like that was so awesome. Like Dude, you know, me, yeah. young young me. You know, riding in the street, or younger me, I yeah. should say, you know, riding with my friends, you know, growing growing up in South Florida, like, man, that's what we did. We rode in the street. We ride towards the cars, like, dodging cars, you know? <laughs> like, we, we did that stuff, you know? And to, like, see it on the level that they're doing it at yeah. is, like, and, and, like if we would have done that growing <laughs> up, man, oh, my gosh, that, was, that would have been the highlight of our lives. Dude, these kids are, like, 12 and 13 is some of, like, mind-blowing part. And I was, like, just trying to talk to them, like, y'all are some tough motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, man. Dude, y'all act like Seriously. a 40-year-old sailor or something, dude. I know, dude, man. They walk around and talk shit. But yeah, hey, so wild. not to get off topic, so that's that's like the street side of things. Tremendous yes. respect for the more organized side of things because that's not any that's not <laughs> Well, semi-organized, I don't know. <laughs> oh, why do you say that? Because I've never met a BMX rider that's yeah, organized. That's a good point. We all are creative athletes. Yes. Yeah. I think that's why you got the business side like Spencer and then you have like the, the talent. The yeah, I'm glad I have Spencer around, man. The balance. I'm such a mess. Why do you say that? What's hard to manage? Oh, What's my, hard to keep up? Oh, dude. Like, you like know. the social media platform? No, the, no, it's not. It's never like social media or anything like that. I think it's more of like the background, you know, having sponsors and stuff, you know, and that's that's something, you know. As a kid growing up riding BMX, you know, looking at all these pro riders, like, man, all they get to do is, you know, all they have to do is just ride, you yeah. know. But you know, there's there's so much more to it now that you know that I'm in this that I'm in this position, and um, it's a lot of responsibility. It really is. Like, you know, I got I have to put food on the table for myself, and like I got bills to pay and stuff, you know. So I got to make sure I'm on top of, you know, like invoicing making sure i'm going to contests and you know and, it, and it's really hard because you got to like oftentimes you got to fr- you have to front the money for this stuff and um man it's not easy I'm, I'm 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 only 22 years old you know and i'm not making like crazy amounts of money you know I'm, i might be a professional bmx rider but that doesn't mean i'm like you know it's not like professional baseball or like you know team sports or anything like that it's a dog eat dog world man like if you if you're not staying up with the times like Changes quick. Dude, yeah, you're, you're getting left. Well, especially if you're paying yourself, you're paying up front. It's kind of hard because it's like you're you're putting all this money out, and as soon as the money coming in slows down, it's like that immediately stops the process, and people yeah. don't really pick up on that. People are like, they're they're supporting you one second, and then they kind of forget quickly after. Yeah, I, I just try and make sure that um, that I'm staying up just by, you know, going to like going to as many contests as I can. It doesn't even matter if it's. Um, like a small, like little local contest or something, you know, I, I like to make sure that I'm showing up at these different events and, you know, I mean, it's, it's good for me and good for my exposure, but it's also good for, you know, the younger generation coming up. Like that's my, that's my main focus, man, is to, you know, pave a path and, you know, inspire. Like I want, I want kids to, you know, experience what I've experienced. I've gone all over the world. I've gone as far as Cape Town, South Africa, mm-hmm. you know, and, it's the most incredible experiences, you know, that are so unexplainable. You just, you know, you want others to experience these things. And, you know, like, that's kind of like my, my whole goal is, you know, kind of trying to be like, Hey man, this is, this is like possible. Yeah. And that ties in monster army and with what they're doing, you know, because without, 
without them, I I wouldn't have been able to go to any of these contests, you know, I wouldn't have been able to afford any of this stuff, you know, to do any of these things, you know, so like, huge shout out to them, because, yeah, I mean, I, I've gone all over everywhere, I've been to like, France, Austria, Estonia, Canada, I've been to Trinidad and Tobago for a contest. Um, Is that intimidating? Like, or do you just kind of go over there and like, are these people familiar with the BMX board? Are you kind of bringing oh, it to them? Oh, well, yeah, they're definitely familiar with it. Yeah. Man, you, it, people would be so surprised at, at the talent mm-hmm. that, that these small places hold. Um, my current roommate slash best friend, um, he's from Bogota, Colombia in South America. Mm-hmm. Man, he's showing me videos all the time of, just of riders down there that are... So, so, so good, man. And it's, and it's, it sucks really because it's, I mean, it's hard for them to get out and to, to come over here, you know, because it's so expensive and it's, it seems like, you know, talent that goes unused, it becomes wasted, you know? So I try and make the best of what I have. And like, if I can, if I can find kids and, and, you know, constantly try and, um, you know, kind of inspire. Yeah, them. inspire yeah. them to you know shoot for the stars like like I did. You know, and uh, ride like that. Like, dude, that's that's my job accomplished at the end of the day. Really, well, so. that's kind of the most motivating part. At least, like when we're sharing our story, it's like we have our highs and lows. But when someone kind of sends you like a positive note, like of something you helped them get through, you're like, fuck. What I'm complaining about is kind of stupid because this person's like going through some pretty next level family health. They're like some sort of real serious stuff. That's yeah, like, man. If what we're doing on social has promoted you to make your life slightly easier in any faction, and I'm worried about our taxes coming up, then maybe I should readjust yeah, my yeah, priorities. exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, I and I think about that. I think about that oftentimes too. And you know what? Like, or I'll get it's bogged down in think. my work process because of that that buy factor, oh, yeah. and then I get that message. I'm like, dude, what I'm like getting tied down on is stopping me from doing what's so much more important than what's distracting me. Man, I I think to myself, I'm always like. There's there's people out there yeah. that have no arms, you know what I mean? And, and I mean as, like, as yeah, 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 as as terrible as as that sounds, like I try and I try and remind myself like how fortunate I really am, you know. Maybe sometimes like, you know, I don't have as much money as much money as I'd like to, um and and it makes me feel uncomfortable and I get scared that I'm not going to be, you know, able to pay my bills or go to a contest or something. But man, at the end of the day, like man, I'm in good health, like I get to travel the world, like yeah. I do what I love, so um, yeah, just an easy reminder of like, you know, staying positive and just, just keep pushing, moving forward, you know? Was there some possibilities with the Olympics coming up in 2020? For me? Yeah. Oh, big possibilities. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so that's, what, yeah, I didn't want to like say my... for sure. I wanted to say, what was your opinion on that? What's your thoughts? Like, is that a goal of yours or is that something that looks pretty oh, yeah, that's at number, this point? That's number one. That is where your, so, your um, scopes are at. Cause I mean, dude, that's, that's once in an eight year opportunity for you, right? Well, one, yeah, uh, once in a four year. Okay. So they're going to do it this year, or they're going to do it 2020, and then uh-huh. they, they do the Olympics every four years. Oh, I thought it was winter, summer, winter, summer. So can they do your sport at both? Well, no, they do. So there's an Olympics every two years. Oh, I apologize. So, it's, that's so yeah, every four that's years. why okay. winter is going on, and then in two years, oh, summer. Okay, I guess so every two years, there's an Olympics. That makes yeah. sense. So, that makes um, much more sense. <laughs> uh, man, yeah, I mean, full, full sights set on that and uh you know just kind of training and getting my body ready and you know um i had i had to do a lot of changing after that nitro world games man where i said it just kind of like crushed me i uh honestly i got i don't really like i've never really 
put it out there. It may, it makes me, I don't know, it just makes me a little bit uncomfortable, but um, I'll share it with you just, you know, as like a, as like a story for anybody listening that, you know, like if they're going through like a rough time, they can, you know, so they know, like you can always push through. Mm-hmm. Um, man, after that World Games, I developed a real bad like drinking problem and, you know, I was hurt. I was working in a bike shop. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do, you know, which was obviously travel and ride, do contests. I wasn't able to do that. And, you know, working at a bike shop, I wasn't making any money. You know, I, I lived six hours away from any sort of close family that I had any type of history with. And, you know, I just kind of felt like alone and just like, like I, like I had failed, you know what I mean? And, and I, I seriously, like I told myself, I was like, well, that's it. You know, I'm going to just try and, uh, figure out, you know, figure out a, a, a plan, a plan B, you know, cause I, I never really thought about it because I didn't, I, I didn't give myself time to think about a plan B because plan A is all go, you know, all systems go. It's crazy that being so successful at that age, you could kind of get to the point where you feel like you're stuck or you're far behind. Because it's like you're so talented, you're so young. It's crazy to think that the standard is even as an athlete, you've been like pushed and it's like that's your opportunity, it's gone. Because it, it's, it's like that's only the beginning. It's just sad that that's the standard, you know? Well, you know, like when, when, you, when you strive so hard to, to be number one and that's, that's all you think about is, well, not necessarily being number one, but being the best you that you can be mm-hmm. and then you know, falling short of a dream, you know, it's like, it was, it was seriously, it was heartbreaking, man. Like I, I've never been, I've never really experienced depression at all, mm-hmm. but then I did, man. And it was, it was not, a, it was not a good place. And then I met, um, I met my current, my current girlfriend. Well, before Nitro Games, we had been together and she had just seen this downfall of me and she she was just like yo man like what are you doing it's like snap out of this like what are you doing with your life like dude wake up like you separated your shoulder you're gonna be fine and I, I like gained all this weight I got big because you know I was hitting the booze and and then it was like damn all right so I, I told myself I was like you know what all right I'm gonna get I'm gonna give it another push but this time I'm going to like give it 150% because before it, I was, I was pushing it, but I was 21 years old and, you know, young and, and, you know, I wanted to hang out with friends, do the party thing and all that. But I told myself, I was like, all right, this is it. Like I'm going to give it 150%. And if I can't turn out any sponsors and I was at the time I was sponsorless too. I, I wasn't making any money off sponsors or anything. The only way I was surviving was off contest winnings. You know what I mean? So and the bike shop, which wasn't paying me barely anything. Um, so it was like, all right, let's do this. So um, starting in like December of 2016, I was, it was like I started going to the gym and um, changing my diet. And uh, and my, my girlfriend's a vegetarian, so she helped me out with, with all this. And... Um, She's super adamant about, you know, fitness and going to the gym and things like that. So it made it a lot easier. And, uh, man, I started, like, dude, just, like, shedding weight off. Like, it was crazy. Like, I was just losing all this weight and getting so fit and feeling so good on my bike. 
And then in the beginning of, uh, of 2017, I had um, a buddy of mine um, who's also a filmer fly into North Carolina. And uh, for anybody listening, you can check out this video too. Um, it's called Strike the Match. Mm -hmm. So we kind of wanted to make this video to to resemble like igniting that fire within myself to like you know give it like a super hard push and like showing like a, a new like a new me kind of like um i changed up my bike a little bit i put a, a what's called a free coaster mm -hmm. on my bike so it allows you to go backwards without having to pedal backwards so i put one of those on my bike to try and mix mix some things up you know just show people a different side of my riding that I had never been really seen before. And, um, and so we put it on, we filmed this video and it was just like, it was like, all right, man, that was like so sick. It was the best way to start off the year. And then right after we filmed the video, I went out to, um, the Toyota BMX triple challenge, mm -hmm. which was stop two in Glendale, Arizona. And, uh, and I pulled off my first professional win. And so it was like, all right. I gotta like, say, dude, some of your victory. I watched some of your like highlight uh, clips from a bunch of your events. Dude, I fucking love when you you conquer a new trick because like your face and your expression, just like yourself, like celebrate, yeah, celebrate. You fucking throw your bike, dude. Just this, like that, you you can feel the excitement because like some like some people they accomplish something and just like you can see it sink in. But dude, your face, you chunk a bike down the ramp yeah man the it, bike flies I'm like that's i feel excited like even before i really knew too much of your story when i was just kind of looking into it i was like i fucking love this dude like i can feel the sense of accomplishment it's like you get hyped off of that excitement yeah. and it's relatable and honestly like even from the consumer of just the content it's like you feel so much more excitement seeing someone like that accomplish something because it's like you can see that that excitement come through you it's, it changes it and I, I really i respect that Man, it's thank you so much. It's uh, it's full, you know, emotion. Like this is like pure, one hundred percent passion. Yeah. Like I I have so much passion for this sport and for you know, um, for everything that I, that I want to do and I want to accomplish, and you know, like accomplishing something like that and it being my first professional win. When they called when they called my name for first and there was instantly instantly yeah. tears in my eyes and I call I call my dad afterward and I'm my my dad is uh really he's big in the bike industry as well he's uh he's worked in a bike shop okay. since the age of like ten okay so I was pretty much born and raised on a bike <laughs> always bikes in the house That's on bikes awesome. everything so. Um, shout out to my pops, um, uh, Papa Fox. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I call him up, man, and it was just like it was such such an emotional moment because you know, like he knew he knew of my struggles, and 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 it was just like uh, it was that moment of like you did it, like I like I did it. Mm -hmm. I, I that was my first professional win, and then from then on, for for 2017, it was like it was crazy, man. It was like a like a frenzy, man, like a shark smelling blood, you know? And, man, I was going to all these different contests. I went to, like, South Africa. I, I like, pulled two podiums in South Africa, both in dirt and park. I pulled a podium spot in Canada at the Toronto Jam and all these different contests I was going to. And, um, you know, doing, like, uh, kind of, like, world's first in competition and, and things like that that no one had ever seen in competition doing a 1080 on the spine. Mm -hmm. And 
man, it was crazy. So it was it was just like a frenzy. And then Nitro World Games came back around, and they they wanted me back so yeah. much. They they gave me the the straight invite, so I didn't have to qualify for the semifinals. I was just put right into the semifinals. So we got there. Well, yeah, which brings us now to this part, to the Nitro World Games. Sorry, this is a super long story, but I'm, like, super passionate about it. I remember everything, every moment of it. Um, no, dude, that's awesome. That's exciting. So uh, so Nitro World Games comes around, and this is 2017, so last year. And uh, it comes up, and, man, I had, like, I was, like, taking, I was taking some diggers. I was like, man, what's going on? What's going on? Like, just not, like, I wasn't riding to my full potential, you know? And, uh... And then, man, it was like contest time came around. It was like, light switch. <laughs> it was like, man, it could not have come around. Yeah. You know, like my riding could not have come around at like a better time. So I ended up making it into the finals. You know, it was going to be televised. It was going to be on TV. And the contest came up. And my my first run, like, stomped it. Stomped the run that I had wanted to do mm-hmm. the year before. So it was... Uh, a backflip bar spin on the first jump and then a 1080 on the second jump straight into a double backflip on the third jump and it was like that that's the only the thing duration of time between those three tricks it's like a 30 second time frame in be- oh no 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 like, like no i apologize from start to finish all three tricks are complete within oh uh, 10 seconds all three you well go, like i'm trying to think from like cuz you start your run to the completion of run that whole here you you want me to show you the clip right here? Honestly, here, yeah. you know what? I'll, I'll yeah. Here, I'll I show just, you right, I was right here. Some of those clips, and I was like, "That's so crazy to think that." You're I mean, performing it, it that. seriously is seconds, man. Like no time at all. It's so crazy how fast. Like this is it right here. I'll I'll bring the audio for you guys. So first first trick, second trick's complete. Rolling up to the third trick, killing it. It's fucking complete. <laughs> Man, it was yeah, crazy. Yeah, like 15 seconds. Yeah, that, seriously, dude, man, like nuts. nothing. That's it's nuts. so fast. That's These jumps nuts. were like back to back to back, like so quick. Are so that's why it's so gnarly. Like individual thought, or are you just like I started <laughs> here mentally and I'm gonna finish at that third spot. I think it's just like you know, it's like muscle memory, you know, and uh, it's just something like, all right, trick one done, trick two done, trick three done. Like <laughs> that. That's just you know how it is, yeah. and you know I had an entire year of replaying this and watching myself do it from, you know, both from first person and, and third person, like watching myself do it from the outside, just like we watched there mm-hmm. and both watching myself and knowing exactly how everything is going to feel when I do it. And, you know, the event came up and I pulled it first run. It was like, oh my gosh, like that was it. Like I was, I was contemplating this like for an entire yeah. year. You know what I mean? Working for this and just one thought on my mind, that was number one. Uh, for me, that was number one was going back to to Nitro and, and putting down that run. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if I got dead last mm-hmm. it, or, or won or anything. It, it just, the only thing that mattered was I went back and got my, got my redemption and, you know, put down that run for my own peace of mind, you know. And uh, I ended up getting third place. Which was insane. I, I was all re- I was already on cloud nine, you know, just from winning or not from you know from completing the run, and then you know getting third place on top of it was just like so insane. And standing on the podium next to these guys once again, tears in my eyes. It was such an it was such an emotional moment because you know 
the year before, you know, it put me in such a such a slump and such a negative time, and um, to come back and like push through that and um, and succeed was like, you know, it was the most incredible, most like accomplishing feeling ever, and it was so satisfying. And and then, you know, we're hanging out and they're like, uh, the um, she was like. I'm drawing a blank on her name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I do better with faces than I do names. Deb is trying to teach me how to do this now. Um, but uh, so one she, of the representatives for this. Yeah, story. one of the representatives. She yeah. she comes up. She's like, "Hey, Brian, can you just step over here with me just for, uh, just for a little bit? I just need you to stand over here." And I was like, "Okay." So I'm standing around, and like she put me up next to this three wheeled thing, and I'm like, "Oh, cool, man. This thing is pretty sick. Maybe we're gonna draw. You know, maybe yeah. we're gonna draw a winner. So maybe I get to pick a winner." And it's like, like "This is be sick." You have to give this thing away. Yeah, I'm about yeah. to give this thing away. Like somebody's gonna be so pumped, you know. Yeah. And then they're like, "So this is yours on on live TV." And I'm just like, "Wait, what?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're we're giving this to you." So Polaris was doing um, doing obviously a, a promotion, and um, it was their 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 slogan was uh, taking it to the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, or take it to the edge, and and that and the, I guess you know they had like they had a vote between Travis Pastrana, uh, Tony Hawk, and Todd Richards. Um, and Todd are- Richards is like a big name in skateboarding um, history as well as Tony Hawk, and obviously Travis Pastrana, like OG. aka like baddest dude Jesus on himself. the planet, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and um, Jesus of that sport, I should say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so pretty pretty insane and they picked me out of all the all the athletes yeah. in the in the entire you know out of all the events and they wanted to give this thing to me and I was just like what like are you kidding me and Polaris was like yeah here um just give us your address and uh <laughs> it'll show up we'll have it shipped to your house okay all right and I was like oh, all right we'll see about this man sure enough a few weeks go by and uh pop fox calls you dude and no there's there's a truck that pulls up in front of my house and i get a phone call and i'm like hello they're like hey i got a polaris slingshot for delivery for brian fox and i was like five four nine blah 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 and he was like yep and i was like oh my gosh i went outside opens up the back and sure enough dude there's this three-wheeled beauty (laughs) And and it was mine. We took he took it out and everything. I had I had it for um for a little bit. Um, R.I.P. I had to sell it because you know twenty two years old, BMX life. <laughs> Got to make sure dream comes first. The dream comes first, and, and the fun comes second. So I respect that. Completely. Um, so I had it for a little bit. And man, it was sketchy too because I I didn't get it registered, didn't have plates on it or anything. I like how you said that right the year. I was like, ah, insurance. Ah. But I had, but I did have insurance. I had insurance on it, but it was pretty sick because it was like motorcycle insurance. Yeah. So it was like twenty bucks a month. So it was like, all right, I can I can afford that. You know what I mean? And I was still out driving this thing around, like having my that? girlfriend drive it and stuff, huh? How long were you mobbing that? Well, I wasn't, I, I, you know, and it sucks. Like I wasn't even home much yeah. to drive it, so I was actually keeping it in a buddy's, uh, in a buddy's garage. Shout out to Sky Fortenberry, thanks, Doc. And um, <laughs> appreciate the garage space. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I was, man, I was whipping it for a good, a good little bit, and 
it was so fun. But you know, I was like, I respect every time you, like you said, dream comes first. Yeah, dream comes yeah. first. So like, certain we things only only slow it down. Yeah, and exactly. Totally and that's unfortunate, but that's a byproduct of being hungry and yeah. ambitious. Yeah. And and you know, on the other hand, like you couldn't drive it slow. So I mean, every time I got in the thing, it was like, all right, well, am I gonna die? Am I gonna <laughs> live? Like. So and you I don't think it really was, wear a helmet in that, as well, you should. Yeah, I mean, but, I was wearing a helmet in it um, because you know I had to look, I had to look out for myself. And there's it was impossible to drive slow. I couldn't drive it slow. <laughs> you just you seriously just couldn't. It was so fast and so much fun. You you just couldn't drive it slow. So um, I ended up having to put it on. Um, I ran into some money troubles, and uh, I had to put it on uh, Craigslist and. And sell it, but the guy who bought it was uh, an older gentleman, ex-banker, um, who had gotten into a motorcycle accident, hit a deer. He's like a 70-year-old man, hit a deer, and his wife's like, all right, no more, no more two wheels. And he's like, man, I got to have some kind of toy. So he wanted that, so shout out to that guy for uh, picking it up, yeah. and Went he's loving hands, it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, after that, it was I, and I sold that in uh, November of last year, so just a few months ago. And, uh, you know, that was to kind of get my kickstart and get, and get ready to go for, uh, for 2018 mm-hmm. to make it out to all the, um, the Feast World series, which Feast is um, basically the deciding factor of who goes to the Olympics. Okay. So that's, that's where they have like a points ranking system with the UCI, mm-hmm. and the UCI does all, um, all the cycling in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So now we have a point system. So things are actually starting to get legitimate in the sport of BMX. And, and that's what, that's what kind of made it eligible for the Olympic side of things. Yes. Okay. So that's a newer, that's a newer transition, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. This okay. is brand new. Like this, this is all, you know, this is all new to us. This is like, um, this is groundbreaking for BMX. And you know, th- I mean, for me, this is like a hope for, you know, the industry, um, as a whole, you know, just, you know, like showing kids like, Hey, you don't have to take the traditional route, that's you know, awesome, man, that's seriously, that's the music. Story. Yeah. You, the mission statement. Yeah. You sure. seriously, like you don't have to take the traditional route and this is something that, that you can do. And it's, it's possible because, you know, although we're, we're on there, like man, I was just a normal, like I was just a normal kid, you know, like growing up that I'm still just like some normal <laughs> goofy dude, you know what I mean? And, you know, just goes to show that it's possible and I want, you know, I want people to be able to, you know, experience this, this stuff. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's super, super exciting. But what also comes with that is, is like stress, of course, because, you know, you're putting, you're, you're, you're putting this not really pressure, but I guess you could call it pressure on yourself to, to really kill it. And, uh, and get the points that you need. So the 2018 season is kind of a kind of a test run. This is like, all right, I need to figure out, you know, what I need for what I need to do in order to accumulate the points to make it in. So they're gonna take the top nine countries to um, I, I believe this is what it is. Now don't take me hundred percent for this, but from from my to my knowledge right now, it's still kind of like a little bit fuzzy because it's all new to us. Um, but to my knowledge, they're taking the top nine countries. So the top nine countries, those guys in the points mm-hmm. will go to the Olympics to compete. And, in uh, 2020, obviously. In 2020, obviously, yeah. 
So 2018 is going to be a test run. Um, so in 2018, number one goal is to get on uh, Team USA. Um, so there's already some guys on, on Team USA now, but it, it changes from year to year. And uh, I'm, I want to be a part of it, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in there. I'm going to do everything that I can to, to make it into there. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of where that's kind of where things are going right now. So what's the preparation process for that? You just gotta hit continuously continue to acquire. Or gosh, I can't talk. Continue just focus on acquiring points at that circuit you were just talking. Um yeah, so it's just um, points yeah. um, at that series. That's number one right now. Is hundred um, percent of my focus is dedicated to uh, the Feast World Series, and um, it's pretty awesome. They have five stops. They have the first one, which is in April, coming up really soon, um, which is in Hiroshima, Japan. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. But let's keep it up with your Instagram. I'm be seeing some world travel. I'm, I'm telling you, this, man. Dude. It's it's seriously it gets crazy. Yeah. So, Hiroshima, Japan, Montpellier, France, and then um, I believe they're gonna do Fees, Edmonton, and then um, Fees, Budapest. Hungary. Edmonton is in Canada, by the way. Um, Feast, uh, Budapest, Hungary. Mm-hmm. And then the final stop is in Chengdu, China. Okay, no wonder it's hard for you to keep up with so much. Like, you have the pronunciation of all those things down perfectly. I'd be struggling to keep up with some oh, of my man, If yeah. I was trying to... International travel and all that, dude, props. Yeah, yeah. Well, luckily I have Spencer now, so Spencer can kind of just tell me what to, you yeah. know... Tell me all that stuff. Just fill me in later so I can just focus 100% on the riding now, which is great. But um, Helps to have a good team. Yeah, it, it really does, And man. a strong and girlfriend. Shout yeah, out to all the strong seriously, shout out, out to my girlfriend, Morgan Barber. <laughs> she's uh, she's absolutely incredible, man. That's that's my rock. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she, she's she been amazing. I can't wait to I can't wait to get home. And then we're going to uh, – we're actually going to um, Florida – Next weekend for the Okeechobee Music Festival. Okay. So. Does she get to travel a lot with you or mostly uh, not, uh, like the larger events? No. Um, she hasn't done a ton of traveling with me yet. Uh, I, t- I flew her out to um, Minneapolis. But then again, I don't. if I want her at an event, I don't want her to pay for it. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to make sure that I can pay for it. But at the same time, i got to make sure that I'm thinking about you know, these different contests that I got to totally go to. I totally respect that. No, that makes sense. And, and I guess man, these con- yeah. traveling to these countries, man, is so not cheap. I just paid like $1,600 to fly to Japan, but I have to drive to Atlanta first because that's where it was cheapest. If I would have yeah. fl- tried to fly out of Raleigh, North Carolina, which is where I live, dude, it would have been uh, like $2,200. Something like that. Out of your pocket. Yeah, and I was like, no. Okay, I totally way, respect that. It's so away. easy for people to be like, oh, you don't bring your girlfriend. Like, yeah, that's a few extra thousand right there. Yeah, I know. And and that's kinda of, that's kind of the goal this so year. I apologize. To, I'm not trying to throw that out. Yeah, there. I know, I know. But that's kind of the um that's kind of the goal this year is that I I, I want to get her out, you know, to to at least one at least one of these stops, you know. I, I want her to to, to experience this, you know, and over time, you know, as things as things progress and get better, now that I'm signed on with XSM, and um, and we can we can get the ball rolling on some things and actually start, you know, generating some revenue, I'll be able to uh, I'll be able to do that. I'm really excited because she she's never, I mean, she's been out of the country one time as a kid. Um, she went on a trip with her church mm-hmm. to um, South America, but 
She needs to see Europe. Like, anybody who's listening, if you haven't been to Europe, just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. Because it, nine, nine times out of ten, it's going to be the most insane thing you've ever experienced. Like, Coming so from someone fun. that's experienced a lot of awesome things. Yes. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's sick. It's a lot of fun. But um, all around, it's for, so far, America's still number one with the food. So don't worry about the food thing. Don't, expe- don't expect you're going to go is there. It, and is, like, it like the, is it just because it's like home food and it's got that southern like just fried aspect? Or? Man, you know what? I think that, yeah, I think it is a fried thing. You know, and I... <laughs> And Dude, I, I usually I, don't I, eat fried I'm a sucker foods. for, like, cheese fries. You know what I mean? Like, there's always yeah, just some, like, course. home aspect of just the satisfaction of some unhealthy bar food. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's just so good, but we, uh... Apparently I was supposed to walk in here. Whoa! <laughs> How are you? Wade. Good to see you, sir. This is my childhood <laughs> hero right here. Um, dang. What are you guys talking about? Cool stuff. His story. Traveling and, and the uh, riding bikes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything to add? You just <laughs> rolled in. Yeah, I just got here. I broke down the way here, so I got to run, do a little half mile jog in the rain. It was great. What no happened? way, really? Yeah. I'm in an old Camaro, so, you know, it's quirky. Spencer <laughs> Spencer just showed me the video that uh, you and Natalie had, had made, the little, the short film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, that was, that was good, times. good times. Same car. So same car. sick. Still kicking. What happened with kicking. the Camaro, though? Oh, the uh, power steering belt broke and got underneath the drive belt and flipped that off the track, so. How far from here were you? I was, uh, I guess. 40 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> but I, luckily I was pretty close to a, uh, a truck stop, so I, I was able to run and grab a wrench and put it back on. We're good to go. No power steering now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. Oh my gosh, you're sitting there just like... <laughs> only when you're going slow. Yeah, only when only you're going, yeah. going slow. No big deal. No big deal. Oh man, that's crazy. Not around these Texas drivers. Everybody drives crazy around here. I wouldn't be trying to go through traffic without power steering. <sighs> I don't care. I'm in a boat. I guess no one's trying, no one's trying to cut that off. <laughs> but, so what are you guys talking about? Uh, we just were kind of touching on his preparation for Olympics 2020. So just Olympics. like Olympics, kind of, are you going to Olympics? That's the plan. Nice. That's the plan. Trying to. So, I mean, obviously, step one is to get on Team USA, which yeah. they have now. So I think they have like, is it? It's like Pat, Kevin. Uh, oh, Pat, Pat Casey. Nick Bruce. I, yeah, yeah, Nick Bruce. Yep. Daniel Sandoval, Justin Dowell is thrown in there. He's so a young guy. Open still? Well, no, there's. I mean, there's not really any open spots. It's just more of now is like people are going to be cycle, you know, cycling in and out. Um, right. Just with how the points go, so it just depends on who who's got the points, and uh, and who doesn't. So, I mean, I don't know how any of that stuff works. It's, it's fancy uh, Olympic stuff, man. I know Big it's time. supposed to be crazy. Big yeah. <laughs> It's the first one, and I mean, by the time the second one comes around, I don't know if I'm going to be up to par still with that, or if I'm even going to be, you know, walking by then. Or ah, don't just, pay yourself short. Yeah, yeah right. right? I mean, you got rid this, of the shot, you'll be fine. Yeah, seriously, this <laughs> this is a walking ex- example of just absolute, uh, just being a badass and, and being able to come back from, like, the gnarliest crashes. Uh, my number one favorite video part of all time was your drop the hammer part. I think I watched it 1,500 <laughs> times. And, uh, I mean, there's clips of, of Morgan getting his, like, your lips sewn up. And, yeah, yeah. oh, man, dude, just seriously, like, the most insane bike, stuff. You don't need lips to ride a bike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like the beard grow out. You just got to cover the scars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. That's I always told people when I knock my teeth out. You don't need teeth to ride a bike. You got any <laughs> fake teeth or just? Yeah, they're all fake. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you don't get to be this like OG in the scene without fake teeth. Yeah. Well, yeah. I still have my teeth, which is which is good. I'm gonna try and hold on to them as long as I can. It's not OG enough yet. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. No. No. By any means, am I am I an OG at all? No way. Um, the the only bad thing the bad thing about teeth they don't really hurt that bad to knock out, but they don't grow back. You so. say that like so so humbly, like hey, they don't hurt that bad to knock out. That seems terrible. You, they're not as bad as you think. It's it sucks because I guess it's it just fun. happens. Like it's you not what it is. about it. Yeah. I mean, your teeth get in a fight with concrete. Concrete's gonna win. <laughs> That's that. They're gone. Yeah. I would say oh the worst God. part would probably be like trying to get the work to get that uh, the fakes and everything taken out. Properly. I actually have a sponsor, an oral surgeon. Oh my he hooks me up he's, yeah. he's done like like 20 grand worth of work in my mouth for free so, I mean, I, I'm, already, I'm already like like 20 or 30 in before the stuff he did so I got sick of fixing it and my teeth were all mangled up and like missing I was missing this one that's all it's still out and then this one right here and uh Ah, screw it. I'll just be a redneck for a year or however long. <laughs> and then one of my buddies is like, hey, I got a, a buddy that might hook you up. And he did, so. Teeth. What, uh, nice. you like Jason Terrace. Thank you, Dr. Jason Terrace. Oh, yeah, there we go. Tyler Shout out. facial surgery. He's awesome. Dude, really? that's insane. But get, like, his doctor named Lip Tatted. We talked about uh, doing a, a shirt and having his face on it. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be pretty sick. I mean... Dang, that is seriously insane. Like that is probably, that's probably the coolest sponsor I think I think I've well, ever heard really? of. Really? That's like yes. uh, I mean, uh, yeah. His, his actual practice is is more so facial reconstruction. He he went to med school first and then dental school after, so he could do the teeth as you know to help out with facial reconstruction. So he's not a dentist. He's a, an actual like surgeon. God, so that's like crazy. The first thing he said when he met me, he's like, oh, we can fix that nose, man, because I have a deviated septum that does that. Oh, yeah. Oh. Not, your septum is not supposed to pop out like that. Mine, oh, mine doesn't, but not nearly as bad. It's but, in there somewhere. But yeah, so, Ooh, so coffee. Coffee. You know when you're on TV, you got to look oh, good. God. you got to look good out there. So oh, yeah. Trying to get in the Olympics, man. Oh, yeah, awesome. man. I know. Yeah, it'd be pretty crazy. It would uh, definitely be the, that would definitely be my highlight right there. Highlight of my life for sure. I mean, I didn't ever – this isn't something that, like – you know, I wasn't ever, like, growing up, I wasn't like, all right, my main goal is to go to the Olympics. No, it's, I mean, it just, I'm just still out here just having fun, just riding my bike, because, like, that's number one, because if you're not out having fun riding your bike, you're not going to do good. Yeah. Bottom line, like, that's just how it is. It's what, I, I listen to a lot of Gary Vee, and that's one thing I've really taken away, is you got to enjoy the process, because when you are doing something ambitious, it's easy to get, like, sidetracked. I'm going to be happy once I once I strive, or once I get this one yeah. thing, but it's like, if you don't enjoy that day-to-day process, then you really are going to lose a lot of the enjoyment along yeah. the way, even if you do accomplish that, and if you don't accomplish that end goal, then what have you enjoyed? Yeah, and I mean, that, that kind of applies with, like any job like if you're not enjoying your job you're probably not going to be doing a good job at what you're doing you know what i mean so like it goes hand in hand with bmx like if you're not in, enjoying riding your bike and you're just doing it for the money well you're probably not going to be making any money or yeah and, 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 and like that sucks dude like why would you be doing something that you don't want to do or you're not having fun at like we have one we have one chance on this if, earth like, if you love what you do you never work a day in your life yeah that's right man that is so right you just get stressed out. That's it. <laughs> well, sometimes things can be stressful, but at the end of the day, like we ride a bike for a living. Like it doesn't get any better than that. It really doesn't. So it's it's awesome. This is actually really cool for me because like I've never really met Morgan before, but 
You know, growing up like this, this honestly, seriously you were, like, was like. Off like y'all were friends, so I honestly I would never have guessed that. Well, I'm yeah, I'm like hiding it right now, but I'm like low key fangirling right now. Like this is like super awesome for me. I'm totally gonna call my dad after this. Like, dad, you are never gonna guess who I was hanging out with. Today. He like more came in like super slick. He's like, yeah, I was told to be in this room. Like, <laughs> I was told to bless y'all with my presence. Yeah, so right. Yeah, I'm here. yeah. Be blessed. Yeah, be blessed. seriously. I fixed a Camaro to be here, so please entertain me on the yeah, side of the road in the rain. I just want you to know that. And it is yeah. super It's cold out there, man. That's, no why, that's actually why I jogged instead of walking. I, like, I gotta warm up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was pretty okay. cold. Pretty cold out So there. what's going on with you? You're here to work with Spencer? Yeah, yeah. Spencer just told me to come down and uh, he wants to kind of get a game plan going and see what we can work out, maybe. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. What events? Do you have anything kind of coming up on your immediate calendar? Um, we had a Bikes Over Baghdad trip that was actually supposed to take off. We were supposed to leave uh, March 5th to the 20th, but there's uh, there were some issues with new policies on the military side, and uh, they pushed it back. So right now we're kind of in limbo and when we're going to go over there next, which hopefully will be this summer, and we're hoping for earlier than, than later. But uh, they said uh, they thought that everything would be kind of back to normal by June. So hopefully we can get back over there and uh, put on some shows for the, for the boys and girls out there doing it for America. How many times have you made that trip in the past? Sorry. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say, if, if, ask if you could um, elaborate on that. Because, I mean, I've seen video clips and everything of it, but I've never really gotten, like, a full rundown of... Oh, so basically, obviously, we call Bikes Over Baghdad because the first trip was to Baghdad. Um, and we basically, there's probably like 14 of us, I guess there's 14 of us, Nate Wessel and uh, uh, Ron Kimler, the main builders, they, they, they come along and ride and build, obviously. Uh, and there's a bunch of riders. We have an announcer usually, and uh, well, always, but usually it's, it's one particularly obnoxious guy who everybody <laughs> loves. Um, but we basically go over, go on bases, build ramps out of whatever we can find, and put on a show for you know, an hour or two, whatever, make, make the guys and the girls feel like they're not in a sandbox for... A couple hours like you're back home and yeah it, it goes a long way for you know boosting the uh, the morale so we're actually the the number one requested show in the middle east right now really entertainment yeah. that is awesome what an honor because like you got to think how much downtime they have Dude, so to think no, that it's, you it's are amazing. that medicine that pulls them away and it's makes amazing them... and like a lot we always meet with like the ceos base ceos and stuff and uh which commanding officer mm -hmm. um and They've told us that some of the, the best shows we've ever done are the suckiest places. So, like, the places that are the most uncomfortable, the, like, just the most boring, you know, monotonous and just uncomfortable places to be, they're the best shows we've ever done. I mean, we're uncomfortable, too. I mean, uh, in Africa, we're in Djibouti, Africa, of all places, and it was, like, 135 in the daytime, and then it was 110, 115 at night. When we did the show, so we wait till nighttime to do the show. Did the show at night, 110, 115 degrees, and like there's a there's a photo I have that I love showing people uh, doing a trick over a Humvee. We have a ramp set up on both sides of a Humvee for a box jump, and there's stars in the sky, right? It's at night, but if you look close, the stars are only on one side of the photo because it's not stars; it's a trail of sweat behind me. <laughs> oh it's, no dude, way! It's, it's gnarly. It's gnarly. It's what? Like, it's like some boxing. <laughs> we, like we get, we, I'll show you guys. Like we, we get done. We got done with that show. We were just like all of us. Like we got done. Like just jumped in a swimming pool, and got we were just soaking wet, sure. head to toe. It, it was really hard show to do, but we all had so much fun. We were feeding off the energy. I mean, 
You ever use school shows? Like, oh, yeah, kids, yeah, man. Like, I mean, like, first, second, third graders, fourth graders, even, like, the younger kids, you ride past and do a wheelie, and they're like, oh, my God, they lose their mind. And it's, like, it's so awesome to be able to bring smiles to kids' faces like that by doing something so simple as a wheelie. And then when you do a flip, they, they go, oh, lose man, their mind, they right? Oh, man, they go crazy. The troops put those kids to shame. And we're oh, talking, man. like, 20, like, late teens to, like, 30s, like, a group of guys and girls that are, you know, four or five hundred people, maybe even less sometimes, even less, put those kids to shame. Wow, that's insane. Because these wanna, kids, you want to talk about seriously, like hurt, you'll hurt it's, your ears. It's yeah, ridiculous. Like that's that's pure energy, and it makes you want to ride harder. We do like we exhaust our trick bags. Oh yeah. And they're like, oh, the show's over. We're like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, seriously, we're not like, done yet. The, we got like I got a whole list of stuff I, that I've done like one time in my life that I'm about to try, and like. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like if you crash a couple times and then you pull whatever trick, even if it's not something super hard, like that uh, determination, like they pick up on that. Like, yeah. oh yeah, you, you kept trying, you kept trying, you got it. That's And they love it like 10 times more, even if it wasn't something crazy. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, like, it's, it's nuts. It's bonkers. Yeah. Not, and and it's, it's definitely like, I hope it doesn't sound like Morgan's trying to downplay it because I've seen the clips. From these and like no lie, they go insane. Who who was was it? You were the one that you did a flare to wall ride. Was that yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, that was to a, t, to a t wall. Yeah, we had, we had a little core pipe set up and it was a gap like a, like it was, it was like I don't know, it's eight or nine foot to the to the left gap and then about seven or eight feet back, maybe a little farther, and it was just like yeah, that feels right. And that show actually, that was at a base called Al Assad in the middle of literally nowhere in Iraq. Like, you go you go to Baghdad, and then you get on a helicopter, and you fly, like, three hours northeast into the middle of nowhere. And that's where we were. Like, there was no PA, no music, about 20 troops there, like, for the show. There yeah. were a lot more guys there, but they came to the show. Yeah. And we had no materials to build ramps with other than a couple scrap woods and bits. So we took uh, pallets, shipping pallets from C-130s, and put them on on wheels like tractor wheels and ratchet strapped them oh down my to make like banks and wedges and stuff <laughs> and like we had just enough wood for like a lip a wedge landing which we might have used actually a pallet for the landing of the box jump and then we had a little quarter pipe that we put up against one of the t-walls and that was that was all we had oh my god that's insane and and the airline lost my bike along with wessel's bike and i think maybe ron's bike they lost three of our bikes so we didn't have bikes or or like like any of our stuff yeah. we had some clothes but that was about it that made it so we were like borrowing I was borrowing bikes with <laughs> Michael and Darty dude that's insane bikes. and then the bike that I did that flare on was actually one of the giveaway bikes it was a DK complete like <laughs> what yeah dude it was that. that's it was, insane it, it, it was not a piece of crap bike by any means but compared to the bikes that we ride that we custom used build, to yeah it's not even the same ballpark I mean the, the dang thing like you can see the head tube flex when I hit the wall. And, like, oh, the, the wheel looked it was a bit wobbly. Whoever got that bike at the end of the, the ship, <laughs> it was a little wobbly. We might have had to true it up a little bit. Yeah, but even though, like, even if you are borrowing a bike, like, if you're borrowing somebody's bike, I mean, you know, you're so used to riding your own setup so much that, like, even if you do switch to someone else's, like, fully customly built bike that's, like, super nice bike, it still feels, like, off. So it can make it, like pretty hard to ride too Thank, and it's thankfully, weird thankfully michael and darden and i have similar setups oh okay so yeah, yeah 
our bars are about the same width. Our mm. bikes, you know, they're, they're pretty similar. And Mike Hell and I actually ride the same frame. Oh, so that, okay. And bars, I think, because we're both on Hoffman. So, yep. like, we, we ride pretty much the same setup. A little different, but uh, not too hard to use. Oh, that's good. To man. answer your question, I think I've been over there about... 14 times, maybe. That's seriously props, man. I, I tremendously respect that. I mean, seriously. I do a charity stuff around here, but that's next level dedication. I think that's awesome. Dude, I wish I could say it was, like, a task. Like, it's not, like, it's not work for us. Like, like what I said earlier, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. And, like, if, like, people are like, oh, man, we appreciate you doing that and going out of your way, all this stuff. And, like, I appreciate that when people say that. But at the same time, it's not, like... We all have so much fun. I can't. I can't say that it's like a drain on us by any means, other than physically, which is not a big deal. Like we have so much fun hanging out with the, the troops over there, and then getting to ride the shows. To get the, you know what this is—the adrenaline rush of like that moment when you're feeding off the other guys. Oh the man, crowd. it's crazy. Like, you, you, it's, it's. A whole different feeling. Yeah. And if you make it to the Olympics, you'll definitely get. That. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> but. It's, it's like that rush is like what we live for, you know? So like being able to essentially tap into that easily, like that's not work. Like that's fun. Like we have a blast doing it. And the only thing I regret about it is not being able to go every month. We go like twice a year, typically. And I wish I could go 12 times a year. I mean, I, I, would, I would, in a heartbeat, I would go, I would spend a week out of every month over there doing that. But you got to have the uh, you know the coordination and stuff set up. So that, that's that's for other guys that you know do the hard. That's the real hard work. That's the guys that are putting on you know, and organizing everything. So. Mm-hmm. Man, it yeah. And to just touch base on that, um, you know that feeling that you get when you're when you're feeding feeding. It's it seriously is. It's it's like a frenzy. So like someone does something and you're like, wow, this is insane. I, I and then you go out. And then you try something, and it just progressively gets just crazier and crazier. And then you get people like Morgan Way doing a flare to wall ride on a stock bike, on a complete bike. It, and, it's and serious, Nate, insane. Nate cut, Nate cut the bars because Nate has real <laughs> narrow bars because he's OG like that. Yeah. So he cut the bar. He cut like two inches off each side of the bars. No. So they were like God, they were crazy. like twenty six inches wide. Twenty. I ride twenty nine. Alright, I ride thirties, thirty inch wide bars. Yeah, I'm on thirties too, so <laughs> it was. I was like, "Dang, Nate, what's going on here?" <laughs> man, that's insane. But oh, man, that is crazy. That is so that like. That bike felt weird. What you were saying about weird? That bike felt weird. Yeah, I'm sure it did. But still, that's it's so stuff. badass. Like <clears throat> going over there and doing shows for the troops. Man, that's that's just so sick. Like that's got to be and and you're like. You're involved with, you know, the military, and you're all about, you know, helping out, you know, troops and mm-hmm. and guys that were previously in the military and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, that's just, that's got to be such an awesome feeling for you, like, oh, just dude, so satisfying, you know down, what I mean? It's the most rewarding thing I've ever done on my bike. I put that a mile in front of winning Nora Cups and X Games and all that. Like, it's way better. Way better. True definition of a legend. Legend. I'm so glad you got to walk in on the internet. Yes, yeah, me too. There's just, yeah. honestly, dude, props on the approach. You're like, yeah, I'm supposed to be in this room. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you guys were friends, like, the way you played it off. I was like, I guess I'm the only new guy in the room. Today. I mean, we haven't been in the same place before. I we've been like, in the like same we, place. I've like, probably um, before. 
X Games last year, but I was way too nervous to come up and say anything to you. You're crazy. I know. <laughs> I know. This, yeah, because this is seriously, like, explained to me, like, you know, one of the coolest guys, like, one of the most down-to-earth, humble guys in BMX. And I don't know. Well, maybe it's just because, like, I grew up watching watching, watching these videos. Yeah, I know. But it's, like, it, it's so much, I don't know, it's just more more than just, just like, you're just a person. Like, you are seriously, like, man, a hero. For me growing up, you know? I know what you're talking about. Like, I mean, the first time I ever met, like, big-name pro guys that I watched in videos and magazines, back then it was no internet. It was just videos, VHS tapes and, and magazines, yes. you know? Yeah. Back in the, the, the glory days. Uh, I went out to my local skate park, and Road Fools 5, they were in, in Oh, in yes. Town. And that was, what was that? 2000? Road Fools. So 2000. I think that was 2000 or 2001. 2000. It was 2000. Uh, but yeah, 18 years ago. Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, yeah, it was it was crazy because like all these dudes were like super nice, and they're all like the big name dudes, you know that you came know, to town. Yeah, and uh, they were super nice, super down to earth, and they crashed a lot. They messed up. Yeah. A lot. It took forever to pull stuff, and I was like, wait a minute, they don't get it first try. Yeah, That's no, like you see in the videos, here. right? You know, <laughs> so crazy. Um, uh, just, I guess for the viewers listening, Road Fools. Oh, and for anybody that says skateboarding is ahead of BMX, King of the Road, yeah, we Ben did that years and years ben ago. It's called Road Fools, and it was the greatest video series, and I'm so bummed that that's not around anymore, man, because like... the first one. 98 was the first Road Fools. Man, it was so they do, like, cool, 20, man. 19 of them? Dude, they all blend together. So, so many Road Fools videos. Like, so many just props videos in general were like, that was like props the greatest, nice. the greatest thing like ever. And, and like growing up, and like I had, I had the box set, and uh, man, we would just sit, sit, sit around and like watch those videos like on repeat or like binge say, watch I had, them. You know? I had the box set. Like, like pretty much like all of them pretty much is what I mean to say. I had, yeah. I had to wait for them to come out. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. kids these days have no box set. You have like yeah. a variety. I was, like, I was thinking about that too because like back in the day you used to have like that one VHS tape or I hate to say yeah. that one DVD and you just watch that one shit like over and over and over and it's like nowadays kids like you don't yeah. have that reputation where you just follow the same person. It's like that's yeah. all you got for your, your value <laughs> need, of entertainment. Box set. Yeah, right? my, it's crazy. My you know my my dad grew. Like, I borrow that. <laughs> it's it's crazy. My dad uh, growing up in like the eighties. You know he rode BMX and you know they would dude they would wait every month. You wait for the new magazine to come out. A magazine come out. New trick every every uh, every magazine. There's always a new trick that came out, and they'd sit there and they'd watch step by step on how to do it, and they'd go outside and, and learn how to do it. It was like. So sick. It's just crazy, like, the the progression of things from, from then until now, you know? And now you have daily vlogs. I remember, I remember oh, in God. 2000. Yeah. In the I year, don't know if I brag about those, though. <laughs> in the year 2000, uh, you know, like, Conan Brothers, the year 2000. Actually, 2000. Uh, <laughs> same thing. Magazine came out, and I was so, like... I got all butt hurt because uh, I just started doing a trick and I was like, I, I came up with the trick, no one's doing it, this is awesome. It was Flip Disaster on mini ramps. Oh my God. And I broke, I don't know how many chains and sprockets and I was just like, I, I earned it, you know, I earned it. And uh, the magazine came out and there was a sequence of Matt Berenger doing a flip to sprocket. Oh and man, I was like, dude. What? 
and I guarantee he did before I did. Because, you know, it takes months for those things. So yeah. In no way am I saying that, oh, I beat Berenger to it. No, no, no way. Berenger's awesome. He's one of my yeah. favorite, favorite humans on the planet. So and he was sick. Also, always one of my favorite guys to watch growing up. But I remember when that came out, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I thought I was on to something. Oh, man. But, holy crap. Man, Berenger. Yeah, there's a reason I don't do that trick anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I bet frames doing that trick. Oh, man. I, yeah, I've done... Um, like flare disasters before, I, told, I ripped ripped a head tube off. Uh, oh, one of my frames doing it. You know what I always wanted to do? Flare disaster one eighty on a street spine. Oh my god! To go over. I always wanted to do that, but I never actually tried it. I feel like it's a good way to break your head tube off, though, if you land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I mean, or just your, like you'll catch your pedal on the deck or whatever. Oh my gosh, that would be like, yeah, that would be insane. I mean, seriously, like. 180 backflip landing on a, sp- on a on a street spine. So I mean, it, it, street spines usually have l- l- what like anywhere from like a four to like six inch deck on them. The the OG ones were, were more like eight to twelve inches. They were they were like that. Big ones. Yeah, but and small, landing I, I on your sprocket because you could do like over back stuff like over tooth back over ice back. Oh yeah, easier because you could actually catch that front face. Oh front yeah. Face. Man, the OG stuff. Man, when BMX had. Ramp Ranch. Remember mode, that park? It, Ramp Ranch in Austin. You remember that park? Uh, that I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure if I <laughs> if I a, saw they had clips a horseshoe of it. bowl on the one end, and then they had like a big street span. Never mind. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. If you watch the props box set, you definitely know that park. If you saw it, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah. for sure." Definitely. It was, all, it was all over it. It was all over props. Man, Texas and BMX, big. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I didn't know you were a Florida boy. Yes, sorry. No, no disrespect. <laughs> hey, what's it say in a negative way? No, nah, it's, it's 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 the butthole of America. I'll just tell you that. I don't know. I think it is. I don't know, but maybe it's because I grew up there. But I can think of a few places. Yeah, I might put ahead of that. Yeah, no really. I'm not, say gonna, say I'm not gonna name any names. I'm not gonna name any names. I always liked Florida. I always liked, I mean, it was it's a good a, crew to ride with. Honestly, you got you got food. You have entertainment. I'm I'm from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. There's none of these things. Like right there, so yeah, we just get like I don't know. People are just not like I mean li- now living in Raleigh, North Carolina, it's just like oh my gosh, the people in Florida are like so mean. They're just so nasty. But everybody in Raleigh is like so nice. <laughs> I, you just you just meet nice people everywhere there, and everybody's like so accepting and so cool. I don't know, but Florida's I don't know. I guess it's its own breed. I don't know. That's at least that's what I think. Developed some pretty sick riding though, man. Like seriously sick. They just had um, this thing called Florida Swamp Fest. Down UGP there. And, and oh I mean, yeah, Shadow, all that. That's all from Florida, bro. Oh yeah, Echo. I mean, you can't go wrong with the Groot. Oh my God, Chatty Groot is. He's boss. <laughs> yeah, he's another. Uh, he's just another like legend, man. He's like, dude. He had. He's he's got to be like one of the funniest people I've ever met. He's oh, yeah. so funny, dude. He went on a couple bikes over Baghdad trips with so. Oh, so that is good. so good. Him and Fireball. That's a good time. <laughs> That's a good time. What's He's your, crazy. Here, shout out your social media. What's, um, your, what's your Instagram? What's your main platform? For so, me? yeah, my Instagram handle is just Brian Fox BMX, B R I A N, not with a Y. <laughs> um, and then uh, fa- my Facebook page is just Brian Fox. It's an athlete page. Mm-hmm. And then I have Twitter, but. Honestly, yeah, it's hard to keep drama from Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter all go. Thank God they're all linked now. Same. And so the infamous Morgan Wade. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You should already know that. Come on, guys. 
Oh yeah, so. your Instagram handle. Oh, uh, it's Texas M Wade. Oh, and that's okay. Facebook, Twitter, everything's Texas M Wade. So there you go. Try to keep it easy. Yeah. Appreciate it. I appreciate you dropping in. Honestly, that was a flawless intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was, was really, awesome. I honestly, I thought that was all premeditated. Like I was kind of behind on the times with that. I would have been here earlier, but my yeah. car broke down. No, 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 nothing wrong with that. So wild. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, crazy man. man.